Thank you for tuning in to the Pain Gains podcast, where we have honest conversations about real life. We will learn from a broad range of people from a variety of backgrounds and across the generations, exploring our common humanity. We will seek points of connection, understanding, and offer a space where we can explore how to create a meaningful and fulfilling life, one day and one moment at a time. Welcome to Pain Gains. I'm really excited to bring my dear, dear friend, MJ Sear on the podcast today. MJ is a friend of mine from a number of years ago. We met randomly at a common friend's birthday dinner and it just kind of took off from there. I moved in with her for a while when I was going through a bit of a bumpy patch in my life and the conversations have evolved. And so today, the reason why I I wanted to bring MJ on was because her and I have been talking about something that's really been impactful for her as somebody who is on the journey to having her first child. Without saying anything else, I'm actually just going to let MJ speak to her own story. Hi, Roya. Thank you. So I'm about to pop literally any day. Like I could go into labor today and that would be fantastic if I could. This is how pregnant I am. And it's my first baby. And I have to say the surprises were multiple there were many and some were fun like the belly button popping I have to say I really like that one that was really weird (laughs) Uh, but others were not so fun and they really took me by surprise and I'm really hoping that sharing you know this conversation with Roya will will just give a little bit of insight for a moms to be or people who want to have kids soon or in the future And also for very well-intentioned people who get very excited and rightfully so about friends getting pregnant and the the help that is that people want to give. I didn't realize pregnancy was going to be so hard and not just physically. Uh, Mainly I had a bunch of people around me who had like the nicest pregnancies where like the main symptom was that they got a little bit hungrier and that was it. And that's all they talked about. And so I was like, oh, pregnancy can't be that bad. I'll waddle a little bit and maybe I'll have some stretch marks and and that's it. And then first trimester came and I was nauseous 24-7 and I was tired 24-7 and I felt like I couldn't do anything. And I had to put a brave face on at work because, you you know, you don't want to share it right away. You want to keep it. And then once I started telling people, this is when the first big shock came was the emotional toll that pregnancy had and it started off at the most innocent and loving gesture of people telling me to enjoy my pregnancy mm-hmm. and right off the bat I'm like great I'm doing something wrong because I'm not enjoying being nauseous all the time and I'm not enjoying being tired and I'm already failing my baby <laughs> and she's only a few weeks old and Part of it, of course, was hormones, you know, like uh, there's a lot of changes in the body and I've, I've always been quite in control of my body knowing what it needs and what I can do to help it so I don't get sick too often and, and all that stuff. And all of that all of a sudden just left. It just disappeared and I am now being told to enjoy my pregnancy. And, and it's so hard <laughs> because it, like that's the basic, right? That's the framework. And as the pregnancy went, you know, there's, there's so much to share. And especially because I'm pregnant during COVID, I didn't get to have that face-to-face mom group. So, 
you know, I would find my friends online or, you know, I would do texting or whatever, but you, you know, sometimes it was just easier to make announcements like on a Facebook post and the, as much encouragement and support that I got from my friends and acquaintances and all that stuff, I also got a lot of unsolicited advice and a lot of opinions. I'm sure not all of them or any of them meant to be harmful to me, mm-hmm. but the outcome of it or the impact versus the intention was very different. So the impact basically compounded how I already felt, which I was already failing my daughter because I was feeling like crap and not enjoying her in my belly. Right. And the more unsolicited advice that I got, the more anxious I got and the more stressed I got and the more I was judging myself and it was becoming harder and harder Mm-hmm. as my pregnancy went and on by the third trimester I was like you know I'm gonna try something <laughs> I'm gonna put disclaimers because I honestly would put meme like joke memes on and people would be like you know what you should do <laughs> they'd be like no I don't know and I don't care right now I just, I'm I just, just venting to- let me vent <laughs> I just want to vent and and so I started putting disclaimers on and it did help it also made it a little harder when people didn't Uh, pay attention to them but I think people just don't always read everything because I do that too and and (laughs) so finding that balance between being like people mean well and also I'm really hurt right now by this or I'm really stressed out and I'm really anxious and I want people in my court and I want people to respect my boundaries is really hard especially when you're like everything in your body is changing you're hurting you're emotionally exhausted you're sleeping less and less and now you've got to have to deal navigating other people's responses to literally the dumbest stuff that you put online so I, I did start putting disclaimers on and that did help and it really put in perspective uh how important it is to like create boundaries and it also put in perspective how little I've been taught to do that just in society in general like I as a woman am expected to do certain things and I as a pregnant woman apparently is expected to do even more things and when really all is needed is support you know even if I'm doing something that's not perfect to someone I just need someone to tell me I'm doing okay (laughs) Or, or say you know I've been there. And the most comforting thing anyone could tell me was, girl, I know pregnancy sucks. And I was like, oh. That validation. You just needed to feel like it was it was okay that you weren't enjoying the pregnancy. And yeah. that didn't make you a horrible person or a bad mother. And yeah. that experience was valid and worthy of like your journey and your body as opposed to other people's personal experience with their pregnancy. Exactly. Yeah. It made all, it was a game changer. And you know, you, you, you get those, those peaks and valleys and, you know, I still go through my, 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 I'm, I'm unworthy of this, of this baby journey, but it makes it so much easier when someone just listens, right. Or asks, asks how I'm doing and and that was the thing too that I realized and and that was part of the boundaries too is like I had people who gave me advice that I welcomed because they asked me they asked me how I was doing they asked me you know like they checked in on me they showed that I cared they cared for me and then 
they, you know, they proceeded with, you know, I put this list together that was really helpful. Is this something that you would like me to share with you? And that makes such a difference than just jumping in on opinions and, you know, advice and judgments and all of these things. Like, yes, I put on boundaries, but like, there's something amazing to be said, you know, about people learning to just ask before proceeding, you know? Absolutely. Would you say that them giving you advice stripped you of your dignity? It did, definitely did feel like that. It also felt like I was neurotically finding information. I was beyond researching as much as I could. I asked my doctor, my naturopath, my osteopath, right. my pelvic supports, you know, uh, physiotherapist, my massage therapist, like I had a team of people who were professionals and I asked them everything that I could. I would make lists of questions. I, I would, if I had a symptom, I looked it up on like seven different sites to make sure that all the sites said the same thing. I have an app that gives me, you know, medical insight every morning that I look up when I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I've done so much research and so much stuff to alleviate my anxiety of, you know, making sure that I was trying to do the right thing. You've got your professionals that you're consulting with. So people coming in and giving you more advice is like, I've already looked into this and I'm just venting here. I just need to hear that you're okay. You're going to be fine. And you just need that support, but you're not necessarily asking for more opinions or more advice. Yeah. Because most of the advice that was given to me, not all of it, because people, you know, people find their own personal insights and stuff. But a lot of the advice that was given to me, it was redundant at that point. And it's exhausting. I'm just like, I'm already, I've, I've already, you know, reached my limit of stress when it, this advice or this thing to, that I have to do. And having like 10 people being like, have you tried this? And be like... Yes. Just the, the act of having to say, yes, I have. Yeah. Thank you. And being, you know, gracious. Your emotional resources are just expanded. Like you're just, you're at a point where you feel like I can't keep this up anymore. Yeah. And I literally need to just check out. Yeah. Yeah. Like why don't people ask me what I've been doing instead of telling me what I should be doing? Right. That validates all of the energy and all the (laughs) stress that I've put in to trying to like, make sure that my, my baby is safe and healthy, you know? And yeah. And so I think it was an invalidation more than anything when people kind of just threw in advice without checking in if I wanted it first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes I, I, I do like, I put a post on once and I asked for like, give me, give me your best advice. And that was the one post that I had two or three people say, you're going to get so much advice. So I'm going to just spare you mine. And I was like, no, no, this is this, this is the time you give me your advice. This is the I'm time asking for it. Exactly. I, I, I made a point to ask for it. Don't come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you were to give feedback. Yes. Mm. To people who have been pregnant or even just friends whether or not they've ever experienced pregnancy, you know, who kind of fall into that habit of wanting to share their experience and give advice. Mm -hmm. What would be your advice for them so that they're choosing to respond consciously? Yeah. 
to anyone who falls in the category of excitedly wanting to give advice and you know all of that really good stuff just ask you know ask where the person is at and I think that's an important thing to do anyway I've tried to get into the habit of saying you know someone someone is venting on on to me you know whether it's private or public mostly private and I'll ask them like is this a moment where you want to vent or do you want me to jump in 100% I've used that myself before too so important sometimes people just need to get things off their chest to help themselves cope if you give unsolicited advice in that moment it actually has been shown to increase levels of anxiety and perpetuates this sense of i'm not doing enough i'm not enough i'm not worthy of this moment in my life because i'm not responding in the way that maybe i should be would you say like that's kind of the feelings that tend to come after that unsolicited advice like i that's kind of I mean, I'm not pregnant, but in terms of like my experiences just in day-to-day life where people have given me unsolicited advice, I'm like, it just kind of makes you feel a little bit crappy. I think the nature of it is, is totally the same, whether you're pregnant or not, or, you know, and I think, I I think once, if someone is venting about something, there is a rawness and a vulnerability to where they, they're at. And reminding them that they're not perfect according to other people is not the most conducive thing. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. every time I vented or every time I like shared something with anyone, I was in a vulnerable place and I needed support. I'm sure people have great ideas yeah. and they've had great ideas and also that is not what I need right now. I need to build myself up so I can take the advice so I can move forward and, you know, have a clear head or like, you know, have whatever. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's like what, no matter how good the intention is, does it align with what the person receiving these good intentions need? Right. How do people help build other people up in those moments of vulnerability? Is it possible to explore that so people can walk away with maybe some tangible things that they could say or do I know the questions was one so ask questions check in how are you doing what are some other ways that people could show support and you know depending on the situation sometimes even saying nothing at all right like just sending you a hug right. <laughs> you a little hug emoji on Facebook now is <laughs> sometimes the best yeah. thing there's nothing that felt better to me than someone asking me what I needed. And then you can go anywhere from there. Right. Sometimes I did ask my friends for advice mm-hmm. or I wanted to know their experiences, you know, good and bad. I, I wanted to know how they reacted or how, you know, how they felt before, after, during, whatever. Yeah. It had to come from me. Right. And that needs to be okay. It's giving you the space to be able to to receive that advice coming from a place of care and empathy. Yeah, that that goes further to me than any kind of intellectual approach. You know, in my case, like as a pregnant woman, of course, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm tired. You know, there are muscles in my body that I didn't even know I had until they started 
aching you know it's just and you, you have like there's so much to think about and there's so much to do and you're so worried about everything and intellectualizing what I'm going through is that's not where I'm at right now right now I just need people to hug me and For to tell sure. me I'm gonna be okay and you know what I mean and that like and that's more important than anything you know and I think once the mental health is there like it's a trust thing right like 100%. Trust me to know when I need advice and who I want it from. Exactly. Yeah. So people need to learn how to create a space for somebody through a place of care, compassion, understanding, mm-hmm. and then be okay with the fact that they may or may not ask for your advice and that's okay. And like, they have that right. They like, you have that right to create that boundary for yourself because you know what you need for your mental health. And at this point, that's the most important thing. Cause you, as you said, you know, you're, you're, you're somebody who is a doer. You normally get stuff done. You normally have so much control. And right now you feel like you don't. <laughs> right. And that's going to make you feel anxious. It's going to make you feel stressed, but then you, you have your strategies for trying to gain back that control. You talk to your healthcare professionals, you have your team of people, you know, you do your own research and sometimes you just need to vent. Yep. It's amazing how much the professionals, they're the ones who ask you the most about what you're doing. Right. Like they're my doctors. What haven't you tried? exactly how are you feeling you know do you have any questions and and so you know the 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 medical field doctors who know me the least (laughs) are the easiest to talk to about these things because they know right they they do this to hundreds of people so so and it is a training it is a learning and you know it's stuff that I think about a, a lot like I have a friend who's three months pregnant so as she's going through these things, like I just came out of them. And I remember when she told me, I had the urge of being like, are you sleeping? Do you have crackers next to your bed? Do you do? And, and I had to kind of like, I had to stop myself and go, oh no, this is not fun. And now I'm doing the thing that's not fun. So I took a step back and I said, I'm so sorry. Let me know. Let me know if you want any experience or any advice of things that have worked because I just went through them. And so it does put in perspective that people really mean well. They get excited, like especially for pregnancy. It's it's exciting, you know, and and people people want you to thrive. And that's the intention. I truly believe that people are giving you advice from, Mm -hmm. you know, coming from a good place, the execution can have negative consequences if we're not careful and we're not aware of the person that we're speaking to and their experiences, which is kind of aligned. Like you said, doctors would ask you questions. Well, that's also because they're trained in, well, doctors, medical professionals, healthcare professional therapists, they are aware that a lot of times we have this, this framework of, strength-based solution-focused counseling or coaching. So you ask the person what they've done. You ask the person what they've tried because that's going to help them feel like they have more control than they realize that they have. And they actually have more answers than they realize that they have. And it's, it's just empowering, right? It's empowering and it's putting people in the place where they're ready to listen for, you know, any more, knowledge that they need right yeah. you know I feel like I'm being trusted like I, I 
feel like my daughter trusts me, therefore I want to trust her back, you know? It builds that healthy reciprocal relationship where you can meet each other halfway and grow from there. Yeah, and it's made a difference too with my friends who've done the same thing, right? I have a lot of friends who've been so like, they've, they've just, they're just texting me and like, how are you doing? How are you going? You know, and, and those are the people I want to know their experience from. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it builds, it builds trust between the two of us. Yeah. And it's really important. And we do, we really do need that community. And I think the emotional side of vulnerability is often kind of looked over. Without it, nothing happens. And so really kind of focusing on, on like, how are people's hearts? You know, how are we taking care of each other? Like our hearts, then, then I think that that helps growth, you know, and that helps build everything. And I, I was even thinking like, you know, like all the anxiety that I've had, like I had my low point on Tuesday where I like broke down and like cried and it was like the worst. And the next day I did the same thing and it was awful, you know, and and it's and, okay, and you're allowed. I'm allowed. And let yourself experience that. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. And this is something that you should tell every pregnant lady that it's okay to do that. But it it also kind of made me realize I was like it didn't like the emotional side. It hindered my physical side. I yeah. couldn't sleep as well. Um, who knows, maybe it tenses me up and this is why this baby's not coming out yet. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it affected me physically. Right. Um, and, and so nothing, and, and, and so everything kind of has to start with like, you know, the basis, you know, like things are going well here. I'm fine. I've, no one's worried about this pregnancy. What I do worry about though, is my mental state, right? Because that's the part that like, you can't give pills for, well, technically you can, but, um, you know, like that's the part that like you need the, the more, the most support with, you know, like this is the basis of it. And then the body can grow and can, can like take care of itself. If the, if, if there's space in your brain and in your heart to be able to help that. Yeah. And if you have that space then your body can relax, your nervous system can relax and it can just do what it needs to do. Yes calmly compassionately it's interesting this element of unsolicited advice it's kind of this question of bring yourself to a point of how can i show this person compassion yes because because knowing that they're going through this bumpy road there's likely so much self-doubt self-doubt criticism that's going on they've probably already talked to all their people i just need to be there for them i need to show them compassion and I can do that by asking them how they're doing. Yeah, it makes a difference. Like it makes me sometimes tolerate, sometimes enjoy my pregnancy when people, yeah. like when I feel like I'm in a good state, you know, it's- When you the, got your tribe, when you got your supportive tribe, you feel yeah, like you can handle anything, right? Like you can, you well. Yeah, but, but it does take away from the discomfort and the, and the, pressures and all of that like once everything once those things are out yeah and they've been you know kind of they've been um welcomed by friends and your support network you now have space to find the joys right like you know it it 
pregnancy is hard. Pregnancy is hard. But there are fun little joys too, you know, like weird things that your body's doing, just like the belly button and like feeling your baby move and like feeling connected. Like all these, all these things, these things are beautiful. And, but you just, you, you sometimes just have to get rid of the, the vent, you know, you have to vent and then there's room to be reminded, you know, to remind yourself of all the good things. Of little joys. Yeah. 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 Because, because I think the anxiety actually keeps you there, right? Like yeah. the, I think that's why it was so hard this week where, you know, it was like people kept bringing me back with great intentions to what I needed to do to get rid of my pain or my anxiety or my this or my that, or, you know, whatever else thing, things that they thought I needed that had nothing to do with my venting, And it's also you know? very likely that you've done a lot of those things already. <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, if anything, I want to stop researching and just like start letting my body take over, you know, like truly letting my instincts become the mom that I'm supposed to be, you know, like the mom meant that to you do are, this. the mom that you are, because you're amazing. Thank you, Raya. That means a lot to me. It's true. It's true. You're one of the most confident people I know. And I know this because I lived with you for three months. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know, you will get through this. I hope that this gave you a space to, to really let everything out and put it in the forefront so that people can walk away with some practical tips about what they could do in a situation where they're really drawn to want to give unsolicited advice, how they might be able to respond with care, compassion, and a place of love, considering that they are still well-intended in their in their approach, but how can we do it in a way where it's received and supportive yep. rather than amplifying the anxiety and the negative emotions? Thank you. No, you, you said it perfectly. If we were to summarize some of the key points, one was asking questions, checking yes. in, how are you doing? Yes. Yes. If it's event on Facebook, then it's sending a, a hug emoji for example, yep. or a love emoji and just leave it in, leaving it at that. Mm -hmm. What other things could people take away from this? You know, it, advice can be so great and it's just a matter of knowing when and how to give it according to how the receiver is doing. And then for the person needing to vent, it's absolutely totally cool to let people know that you're not ready for advice setting those boundaries um, setting those absolutely I learned that a little too late I wish I learned that from the beginning but um that has been helpful you know setting the parameters of where you're at and then for people to respect those boundaries right yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's a piece and that as women we need a lot more talk, like education around how to practice that assertiveness to be able to set those boundaries. Men, I feel in society are, are much better received when they're assertive, but when women try and set boundaries, it's normally, um, they're first, first of all, I don't think we've had as much practice with it. We haven't no. socialized to do it because we're supposed to be kind and compassionate and loving and all those motherly characteristics. So yep. when we try and set boundaries, it's like, oh, 
buddy, like calm down. Like, you Don't know, be a jerk about it. Also, why is that being a jerk? Yeah, that's definitely a bigger, like a very big, broad problem too in the whole thing. Just women learning to set boundaries and also women being respected for those boundaries where we are really expected to constantly be approachable and giving and receiving and, and welcoming. And that's not what we always need. And people need to get used to hearing women saying, this is not what I want right now. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, and it's an empowerment thing for women as well. Like we collectively need to support each other to empower each other and ourselves to be able to a, you know, connect to what we need. Cause I think it's hard also to understand. I think, you know, we're so used to being told what we need that sometimes, you know, it's, you, you, you doubt yourself when, when you, you find, you know, emotional boundaries or emotional uh, hangups that we need to deal with. And then, and like, you know, really, we need to learn to trust ourselves and trust each other and support ourselves and support each other on that. And we need to do this collect, like as a collective. Um, and I can tell you, you know, throughout my experience through this pregnancy, it has been a game changer when, you know, I've, I've expressed certain things and then a, just like an army of women coming around me and supporting me mm-hmm. and nothing felt better, you know? And, and I felt like, and that's when you feel like you can go on. And that's when you feel like you're regaining your strength and your power, which we all have, you know, percent. And sometimes yeah. we, and, and sometimes we forget, right. Yeah. So, but having that support system, being able to ground ourselves in, in who we are in our worth, set those healthy boundaries. Absolutely. Right. Regardless of what society thinks of what the other person thinks, if we're being a bitch or if we're being a jerk, like screw that. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I, I was once told, I will, I will share this really quick story. <laughs> this was probably in my twenties and yeah. I would go out to the clubs with a couple of my girlfriends. Yeah. Basically I was told that I had a resting bitch face and we've all heard this. Uh-huh. Right. That, you know, people are too intimidated by you. I still get this feedback. Men are intimidated by you. Men are intimidated by smart women. Men are intimidated by women who, I'm just like, you know what? If you can't handle a little bit of. If you can't handle me not smiling at you, you, whatever, bye. Yeah, exactly. Bye, boy. Because if you actually give me the space, mm-hmm. you know, and get to know me, yeah, give you a good smile, but you got to earn it. Yeah. And honestly, they've already not. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, I think women go through enough. <laughs> go through enough. And it's so hard to navigate everything that is thrown, is being thrown at us, you know, and I don't know how to fix it. I really don't. But I know. I know that that can be. Maybe that can be another podcast. We can talk about ways to fix it. Another. Oh my god. (laughs) I feel like that's like a whole decade of episodes. Yeah, that's a series of podcasts. Yeah, for sure. I I often say, if I had the choice to be a man or a woman, I probably would have chosen a man. 
<laughs> I, I mean, it's your path. Like, let's be real. Let's just, like, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Oh my god! Only women know what that means. <laughs> yeah, all the women know. All the men are probably like, you don't know, you don't know shit, you don't know what we deal with. Be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't even go there. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'd love to see you with one cramp. Yeah, one exactly. Cramp. One cramp. One cramp. Breast <laughs> pain. Wait till you hit your pelvic floor plane. Oh, I don't even want to go there. I, I'm, I admire you. I, I'm terrified of pregnancy, and it's, so I admire you. Thank you. <laughs> it is terrifying. I'm not gonna lie. Like, and you know, I know that I've kind of like thrown all of the like negative sphere stuff, but like, I just want to tell everyone, I'm very excited. This was a planned pregnancy, and we we're very excited to have our little daughter come. And we love her already to, you know, the maximum of what we can even fathom right now, which I know is going to like quadruple when we meet her. And it's all of this will be worth it. Absolutely. All of this will be worth it. I just hope that we can make it a little easier for people when they're pregnant, you know? So, but yes, it's terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. The things that happened for a while, there was like WTF moments like every week, like every week you're just like, what just happened? <laughs> Why is my body doing this? What's the just point? Thankfully, you have an amazing husband that supports you and he's been a rock and, and he gives me no advice or opinions. Amazing. I <laughs> thank you so much mj this has been so insightful and thank you for having me yeah do you have anything else that you want to add certainness guys we'll all work together that's all i love it is that well we're a team we got to work as a team love it until next time Thank you so much for tuning in. To stay informed on upcoming episodes, you can follow me on Instagram at paingainsofficial or visit my website at paingains.com.